0: Welcome to Showing Up Messy. This is the podcast about the messy parts of the creative process and showing up before we feel ready. I am sitting in my closet right now on a pile of dirty clothes, which is, I was, I moved them at first and then I realized that they were what was making this a comfortable place to sit, so... We're just encased in clothing. There's cl- clean clothes above my head and dirty clothes under my body. Um, I didn't say who I was yet. I'm Katie Barbaro, and this uh, is an episode with just me. I realized that I didn't quite tell my own story, and... Yet, and I think that that's probably an important part of what this podcast is because it's about showing up. Um, and that's a really vague concept <laughs> like, what does showing up mean? Um, and the vision that I have for it is like, for what it means for me personally, like, I see everything as being linked to my creativity sort of like in my life, like where, um, okay. What are you talking about, Kitty? Stop explaining yourself. Can we just start over? Okay. You keep wanting to start. This is part of it. This is part of the podcast. This is going to be in the episode. I don't care. I'm not going to let myself, this is my challenge. I'm not going to let myself start over. I have to be really present because that's the point that's what showing up means it means being present and so I'm like already editing this episode like 10 steps ahead because I'm like no you should really lead into it this way it doesn't matter I'm just gonna be talking for an hour come with me I'll pretend like someone is is here in front of me also in my closet my closet's so small it's like two feet wide I was I went to this event the other day at the Uh, fulfillment center. You should check it out. It's, it's not new, but they have a new location and they had this event for international happiness day. And, um, I was talking to the woman who founded it. It's, and and it's a, a company that, or an organization that teaches courses on positive psychology, uh, which is really cool. They kind of bring it to more people because it's a relatively new field. And so instead of going to a university, you can actually just take, um, these courses in, you could be part of a cohort at the fulfillment center. Um, so here I am plugging them. I really don't have any other connection to them other than I went to their cool event and it was, um, it was fun. Uh, but I talked to the woman who runs it and her name's Amelia. She's wonderful. And she has her own podcast. And she was like, yeah, I record it from my walk-in closet. <laughs> like she's all like, she was like embarrassed about it or something. Um, and I was just really impressed that she had a walk-in closet in New York. Cause I don't even, I barely have a walk-in bedroom. Like it really, I, I'm pretty sure my bedroom is the size of a lot of people's closets. And you know, that's okay. That's where we're at right now. I feel good about my little room (laughs) and my little closet. Hmm. So here we are hiding in the closet. I'm mostly doing this because there's construction outside. Anyways, great. You already promised you're not going to edit this out. I'm like, they don't need to know. Who needs to know that there's construction outside? Well, it's scary because, I mean, it's not scary. It's just, a little annoying because I have an unobstructed view of Central Park right now. And I just feel like this is finally, you know, this was bound to happen at a certain point. Uh, So it's probably time to move. That's all. You know, that's maybe what that means. I don't know. It's okay. Um, It'll just get me up early in the morning. Wow, we're so positive. Back to today. (laughs) Um, I realized I had this realization. Here's what happened. I have a book that's overdue at the library. I have had it checked out. I've checked it out seven times. I thought that meant I had checked it out seven weeks, but it really means I've had it checked out for probably 14 weeks or more. And that's so long. Um, probably more than that, several months. And Uh, This book is called Women, Food, and God, written by Janine Roth, and I read like half of the book, and I've just been kind of procrastinating finishing it, but I know that whenever I'm procrastinating, it means that I'm resisting it in some way. Like, what am I... Something about this book, like I don't want to, I don't know, continue reading it, or like I do... I don't know. It's probably just got too real. I have no idea why I stopped, but I was going to just go renew it again. Cause that's what I keep doing. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to finish it. I just, I'm not ready to yet for whatever reason. And anyways, the book's on hold. So I had to return it. And so on the way to the library, I was like, well, I should just open it up and read some of it before I give it back and it reading it I like opened up to a chapter about I think it was just called eating the whole thing is about I should I should back up another step so I have had um I've done a lot of work around like recovering from just having a a tumultuous relationship with food. I will say like I, I de- definitely used to have an eating disorder or would engage in like eating disorder, like behaviors. I struggled with bulimia for a little like off and on um, uh, several years ago. And also, but mostly just have had like a really controlling relationship with food. Like I would say that um, for a lot of my twenties, I, was just really controlling with food because I wanted to like control how my body looked or it was like exciting when I the first time I ever started count, counting calories and like I went on this very high protein um, like meal plan that made me lose 20 pounds in a quote unquote safe way. But I, I didn't know how to go from doing that to eating normally again. I kind of always had this like guilt associated with eating um, like bread or like anything that I wanted really. Um, So yeah, essentially, I think that like when I, I think when I started doing this I, I I distinctly remember when I I was like you know what I'm actually going to lose weight I probably weighed I don't know how much I weigh currently but I probably just I don't know weighed like 15 pounds more than I do now and um, I remember watching The Biggest Loser with my parents um, when I was home this was when I was in college I was like probably 22 and I was doing my, um, it was, I think the summer before my final year at USC when I was between the first and second year of, um, my master's program in occupational therapy. I was doing a, um, I remember I was doing a clinical internship at a mental hospital. Um, I remember this because we had like these exercise groups we would lead. And I was like, that was what I was obsessed with. I was like, well, I'm, you know, working out like a crazy person. Let's, let's do this. And I also remember we would lead a cooking group and I was like, it was, I always had this, this like internal struggle of like, do I eat the strawberry shortcake we just made or should I be good? Um, you know, all that stuff. So anyways, I, uh, and <laughs> I'm, I'm already I'm getting back into my head where I'm like, this is a nonlinear story. Just finish what you're talking about. Anyways, uh so I'm watching The Biggest Loser with my parents and this woman got went like started from double her weight and went down to like less than I weighed at the time. And I realized, or I remember thinking, Oh, if this woman can do this, like I could I could totally I could do that. If she can lose like, I don't know, over a hundred pounds, like I could lose 15. Um, so that was when I, I remember I asked my brother because he's a personal trainer. Um, I was like, can you just, I want you to just tell me what to do. Just please tell me what to, um, what to eat, what to, how to exercise. Like, I just want to know, how to do this. Cause I know it's possible. People do it all the time. Um, and of course me, I love being told what to do. I'm very obedient. I'm like to a fault will <laughs> like, I love having structure and it's not like, a, I'm not saying that as a, it's a bad thing. I think that it's, it's, you know, good to have structure to some extent. Um, for sure. It's just for me Once like, I, and I actually really loved, like i loved eating this way or I, I loved just being having like a system and having a routine i started training for a half marathon which was a really great experience also but um i guess looking back i kind of see it through this other lens where i can kind of see the this um this sense of control that i st- started to feel um over this aspect of my life um, became something eventually that was um, hard to relinquish, or it kind of just became addictive. Like it was addictive um, knowing exactly how many calories I was eating in a day, and 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 it was also a trap. Like all food just became numbers to me, you know, and it, they just became macros. Like I would put them into this app. I used this, um, this calorie counting app, um, that would also tell you, you know, how many carbs and protein and fat grams were in whatever you're eating. And so you could just see like the distribution of like, what, um, what was going into your body and, uh, and I kind of knew like generally what, what I wanted in terms of like, this is how much protein and, and fat and carbs and whatever. And then, um, I always had it kind of set. I didn't realize it was set too low, but it just was set too low. And I'm trying to be really mindful of not using, um, numbers or, you know, exact amounts or, or, or whatever, because, um, because I just know I'm trying to think of myself as the listener, as somebody who's like, Ooh, what, what did you do? How did you like lose all that? Whatever. Um, like I would, I immediately glom on when everybody, whenever anybody's like, Oh, this is what worked for me. Um, and I'm like, well, that must be the answer for me too, because I'm obedient and I like to, I like to just do the right thing. Um, spoiler alert the right thing is actually just listening to your body which is crazy like there isn't a right thing I'm just gonna go ahead and skip to the ending but I'll go back to this maybe but like so essentially what I'm trying to say is I was trapped in this food insanity where I was looking to all of these external measures and markers and even my own brain for information about what I should be eating um, instead of actually just connecting to my body. And it seems so simple to say it like that, but it's, that's true. Like that's, that was the disconnect that was happening in my life where I was um, assuming, assuming my body was wrong and assuming that there was a right answer out there um that could like override whatever it was that i was feeling so essentially by by doing all this um by like having this kind of restrictive relationship with food um and like seeing food as numbers and 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 just like not following my own intuition essentially when it came to food. Um, Yeah. It created this huge disconnect between my mind and my body and uh, my life. Like I wasn't, um, I was, I just wasn't fully present in my life. Um, And so that that was extremely apparent in my relationship with food and then it also just mirrored like every other interaction in my life too like and so this is what I'm okay so back to my today going to the library um i actually missed my stop because i was so engrossed in this book i realized i have not been focusing on this area of my life because I have so much shame around it. Like I, I think, and it's funny because I'm like, I talk about it all the time. I talk about being in recovery and I talk about my, um, my journey with, with recovering from an eating disorder and you know, how food is, um, you know, something that I used to struggle with more than I do now but I still like it's still a window into how I view my life and I think that I have um I think that part of me just like has wanted and wanted that to to like go away or not be a thing like even it's funny because it's even with like the creation of this podcast right like showing up messy um it does refer to the creative process, but for me showing up in means like actually showing up for my life. And that means showing up for my recovery and my, and I'm even hesitant to use the word recovery. Cause it assumes that like there was something to, I don't know, recover from it's, it's it, like by recovery. I just mean like awake, wholehearted living. Um, and so for, and for me healing my relationship with food and with my body is actually where the, the work is for me. Um, and it feels, it feels weird to say that because it's like, I think, um, like when I think back to when I was, really obsessed with like exercising a lot and obsessed with eating a certain way to look a certain way or to whatever. Um, the way that I, I think about that time in my life, it's like, I can look back and see, okay, I was making food and exercise the things that were challenging for me to avoid the other challenges in my life. So I was like really obsessing over controlling this one area because I couldn't control other things or I was dealing with um yeah like I was I was dealing with these like challenges that weren't real real life challenges like no one cares how many calories you ate for breakfast Katie you know like no one no one cares not not only does no one care but it I mean it just it it truly doesn't matter um but, like, I, I thought it did for a long time. And um, I kind of made that my guiding source. Like, that was my higher power. That was my, the the, what, the place that I got, um, I don't know, a feeling of connection and serenity. And um, because it was, I don't know, I I, I I felt, like, at peace because I could control something um and and it i maybe wasn't quite um awake to the f- the fact that i wasn't fulfilled in other areas or um yeah it wasn't it's not really like black and white but essentially um that's how i saw what am I? OK, I like totally lost my train of thought, but that's how that's like how I kind of viewed. Um, I, I think I have some shame around like even just thinking about food, you know, it's like, oh, it's just because it's it's like it probably to an outside like from an outside perspective, like I'm already I'm judging myself for like thinking about somebody who has never struggled with like food before, like listening to me talk about this agnosium. Like it just seems like, what is that word even? Ad agnosium? Agnosium? Like what? I don't even, I know that it kind of belongs here, but I don't know exactly what I want to say. Or I know what I want to say. I just don't know uh, how to make that say what I want it to say. Basically, I'm judging myself for like even talking about this because it's like, okay, food and my body Have nothing to do with who I am and like how I show up in this world, but in fact, it kind of does. So, um, like I I don't think that this is like maybe true for everybody, but it's true for some people because for me. I get a little like every time I want to eat when I'm not hungry or anytime I want to like restrict my food or like make a certain choice against like what I want. It's like it's me acting something out um, like in food. Like food is the way that I act out and I can see kind of like the underlying um, issue that's that's going on or at least it's like a clue to me to be like oh something's happening you know if if I somehow if I like sneak a brownie away from a tape or like the the like spread at a party and like eat it somewhere secretly so no one can see or I'm like oh how many can I take with me like if I'm trying to be sneaky around food things it means like I'm also hiding in some other way in my life I'm not saying it's not okay to eat a brownie it's just like yeah eat a brownie in front of people you know do that like as soon so it's it's more nuanced than just like oh yeah food's a problem or food's not a problem like for me Like that's, it's kind of just like my alarm system. Like I know that if something is going on, if something feels like not free (laughs) in this like food realm, if I start controlling things, if I start like obsessing over like what I'm going to, I don't know. Yeah. Like what I'm going to eat later when I'm alone, what I'm going to, all of these things like it's, it's. Actually, for me, that's a connection into the present moment because that's what's actually like that's what's going on um, in that moment is like, oh, I want to eat when I'm not hungry or I am like I am trying to be um, to get away with something. Um, And so there's so there's a difference though. <laughs> like, so sometimes I still act out on those um, impulses, but the beauty of it is that, well, I don't judge myself for doing that anymore, which is great. Cause a lot of my issues actually came from just like the judgment and the sort of like punitive response that I would have whenever I would act out in some way. Um, like, oh, you shouldn't have had that. Like, oh, well, you know, screw it. You can have 10 more of these cookies or whatever is on the snack table um like it was kind of this I I would use um like I would I would my my baseline would be to be really restrictive with food where I only ate what I thought was healthy or whatever I was into at the time and then if I messed up it was like okay great like all hell breaks loose and you just like go um or I who knows or like or I like I'll be like like yeah I would like binge a bunch or something and then like go exercise a bunch and be this sort of crazy scale that could never really be balanced it was always just like adding something to one side taking something away from the other side you know it was like there was never a point at which the scale could be balanced unless you just take everything off of it um That's like it was it was constantly just adding something, you know, like, okay, well, I, you know, ate this thing. So I'm going to exercise in this way or I'm going to make myself throw up. But only because I haven't done it in three weeks, according to my sticker chart. Like that was a real thing. Like I totally had a calendar and (laughs) was like, well, you know, this was a good month. I only made myself throw up once. It's like that's so messed up. Don't. (laughs) But also, I mean, I'm not going to judge myself. I was in pain. Okay. We were all, (laughs) I also, okay. The other thing that I, that I like, I feel fine talking about this stuff, but like, I always worry that like people will worry if I talk about things that I'm like actively struggling with. Like even, so I think that that's actually one of the reasons why I like judge myself for having, you know, for still like working on my relationship with food or something. Cause it's like, I feel like talking about it or saying, like, yeah, this week I had, like, I ate when I wasn't hungry a few times. So something's like clearly going on. Like, I think I realize that, um, or I think that I worry that people will worry about me. So that I kind of shy away from talking about that. Like, one of the things that kind of comes with being so open about, about, discussing my like eating disorder recovery is you just knowing that like that that somebody might worry if I say something like related to food you know so it's like it's hard for me to be like oh god I'm like just mad at myself or I felt mad at myself for like eating dessert <laughs> when I didn't really want dessert I don't know whatever whatever it is like I can't even think of a specific instance I just know that I kind of shy away from talking about food things because I've like discussed my my history with like um with food so much it's I I don't know if that makes any sense but it's like it it like I want to be like open about all the parts of the process but it's like I want to be like I am okay even though I'm okay like I truly am good. (laughs) Um, and I, I am living a very like full life that is full of recovery, but like, I still struggle with stuff all the time. You know, like there's still times where I'm I'm just like, I, I don't know how much I weigh and I'm freaking out about it be like because I just want to know like but then I also have the other like in the moment that feels so 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 real but like what that really is is just me freaking out about not having control in some other aspect of my life because how much I weigh really has nothing to do with um with my real life <laughs> Um, and so I, I, I like know that intellectually but like viscerally that's still just how things show up for me Um, so like yeah, that's essentially. I, I think that that's a good way of of like explaining it sort of. It's it's how I need to show up in those moments though, cuz that's when that's when like that's when life gets hard. So this is how like this is the inside of my brain. This is how these are all all of these things are connected, right? Like showing up for my for my recovery and my showing up for just like my moment to moment recovery, meaning like showing up in a present moment to be like, oh, you really want that chocolate cake. Are you hungry? Like what is going on in your body? Like noticing what I want and noticing what, um, like what my body is telling me is means like showing up in a, in a certain moment. And then, and then doing that like helps me just be present in general. And so, and then, um, like oftentimes I'll find the, the things that I would eat over. So like the things that I would, um, like when I feel like I want to eat something and I'm not hungry, like there's some sort of energy that needs to be expressed. Right. And I, I, um, I recognize that my go-to way of expressing that, or of dealing with it, or numbing it, is by, you know, using either obsessing around about food, like, you know, like spending my time like planning out everything I'm gonna eat, or spending my time um, actually eating things when I'm not hungry, <laughs> or like. I don't know. Over exercising, doing all this stuff—it's like that was actually blocking me from uh, using that energy in a in a creative way. Because um, our creative impulses, like our our impulses to literally create. When I say creativity, I just mean like m- producing something, making something, like putting putting our energy and our letting something flow through us. um, I was stopping that flow by redirecting it to um, in this like food realm. And so I think that we all do things that stop our flow um, in one way or another. And for me, um, for me, it just tends to be food related. But I think that, you know, there's there's other ways that we sabotage ourselves. Like, you know, it could be like um, engaging in like a really unhealthy, destructive relationship that just fuels, you know, it, 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 what it's just not serving us. It's making us small and we're putting all this energy into it and it just gets burnt up. Um, you know, it's like, oh, that's where I'm using my creativity. Like instead of using your creativity for, um, for art or for, whatever Um, it's like it's being used in this other way that's like not really um not really serving us and doesn't feel good um it doesn't really feel good in in the end it probably feels good momentarily um but yeah so this has just been a really long-winded way of saying (laughs) that I think that showing up Showing up means awakening to the present moment, which is, it It truly is a moment to moment thing. I just did it right now by just kind of sitting up a little bit to <laughs> being like, where am I? I'm still in my closet. Yes, there are dirty clothes underneath my body. And there's this Reiki candle that I lit in front of me. I have this, That's it's a nice Reiki candle. It's a joy candle. I wanted to feel... <clears throat> some joy hopefully that's coming through I really do like talking about this stuff like I, I so this is the other part yeah so showing up means um it just means being awake in your life and it's not easy to do that's honestly it's like it's it's really I mean no. know it, it, it on the one hand is very easy to do because it's so simple but it's easy to forget to do it and um, <laughs> and so that's why I think it's important to talk about and to remind ourselves that we're all constantly like needing little nudges awake, you know, and for me, the nudges I get are often food related. Um, I mean like that's so, and, okay. And getting back to my, resistance around returning this library book. Like, okay, so here's what happened. I start reading it on the subway and I'm just like, oh my God, yes. All of these things. I think I wrote some things down that I was going to talk about, but now that I said that they're probably not that um, deep. <laughs> so please don't expect anything good. Um, com- Oh yeah. The idea that awareness is like, it really is I, like, it, it's, it helps me to, to think about my, like, like my eating disorder history and my relationship with food as, as a gift, like, or to, to I mean, obviously having a good relationship with food, I think is is so important for all of us. We have like food's something you need to survive. Like I always I think one of my first uh eating disorder jokes I did on stage was about I was like I would much rather be an alcoholic um than bulimic because um an alcoholic can just stop drinking alcohol but like you can't stop eating food. Right? That sucks. That's the worst part. Like an a alcoholic can go into a bar and be like, oh, I'll just have a seltzer and lime. <laughs> That's cool. But I can't go to a restaurant and be like, um, I'll just, I'll just, uh, get a plate. <laughs> okay. This is also me not remembering the words of my joke. I don't know if I would say it that way, but basically it's true. It's it. I'm not saying it's easy to be an alcoholic at all, <laughs> but I, um, I also, I also think that if you're addicted to controlling your behavior around food, you just you can't avoid eating. Um, trust me, like I've, I've tried that. I, we've all I mean, we haven't all tried that, but maybe some of us just have tried that. It's like I always think that like I would have been I, re- I really think that everyone who has an eating disorder like wants to be anorexic. Like you just want to be able to do that. OK, this is I, now I'm worried that this is triggering. I shouldn't joke about it, but also I should, because it's, it's funny. Um, if you, uh, think about it, I really, no, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I would, I would go through different phases. There's, this was actually in the book. This was in the book that I read today too, that some of us are restrictors, some are permitters and we're not, just one or the other but you're usually more of one and I think I'm more of a restrictor like most of the permitting that I've done with food has come from a place of restriction because I've told myself I couldn't have certain foods or I've like um told myself that or like I literally haven't had those foods (laughs) and so if I have a little bit that I'm that I like binge on it and also the way that I would permit myself to eat food was always like, it always came from this very shameful place. It wasn't like I would go out and get my most favorite kind of ice cream and come home and eat the entire pint. Like that actually sounds like a pretty healthy behavior, to be honest. What I would do is be like, oh God, I had this, this jelly donut on the snack table at work. And I don't even like jelly donuts, but I ate like a sliver of it. And then I ate the entire thing. And then I ate another sliver of another donut and ate the whole thing of that. And it was like, I would just eat these things that I didn't even really like or enjoy. Um, and that's what it's really about. Like it's, it's about reconnecting with my body to figure out what I actually want. And, and then that, that has been such a journey as well. This is another thing I read in the book. I did such a, I did so much reading on like this. Thank God I missed my stop because I got to do a whole new, like a whole other chapter. And I also immediately ordered this book on Amazon. It's called Women, Food, and God by Janine Roth. It's, it's great. So I was like, I just need to have this book, I think. um, Which is probably what I should have done in the first place since I've had it out of circulation from the library for at least, 14 weeks, (laughs) probably more. That's longer than it takes to train for a half marathon. I was just looking that up because I realized I might want to do one again. I don't know. Uh, I think, I, I think it it was really fun doing a half marathon and I'm like, maybe I'm at the point where I could do one and not be obsessive about it. I think I can, honestly, I think if I just decide I can, I can do that. So anyways, um, (laughs) back to, God, did I lose my train of thought? Again, there's so many layers to this um, conversation I'm having with myself. Ugh. Well, yeah, so I was reading about. Oh, my God, am I going to have to like rewind? Maybe I'll just do a long pause while I think. What a novel idea, Katie. OK, this is such a long pause. <laughs> I Maybe I can talk my way into remembering. OK, let's just back up we were talking about food. Obviously I'm obsessed with food. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) This is it. So I am obsessed with food. Uh, this is, this is it for real. So the first step is kind of figuring out what you actually want to eat. It involves like giving yourself permission to eat all food. Um, to eat any food you want. And what's interesting is that the food that your mind wants is different from the food that your body wants. So that's kind of what I'm actually currently living and realizing. It's that giving myself permission to eat all food, yes, it does mean there are no foods in this world that are off limits to me other than ones that I'm allergic to, which are zero foods. Um, also, I don't like mushrooms or olives or a lot of a few other things. But um, just in case we ever order a pizza together. I don't want them. Okay. But essentially the the first response to this is like, okay, I guess I, I have permission to eat everything that I want, anything I want. Um, as long as I'm still, you know, I want to respect my own hunger cues as well. That's another step though. Like, like, it's, it's kind of a radical concept. Like, I have permission to eat whatever I want. And so, at first, the things that I was thinking of eating are like, okay, let's just... Let's buy ice cream. Let's buy, like, chips. Let's get this. And, like, um, I, I kind of, like, overcorrected. And, like, well, I have permission to eat whatever I want. And, like, part of me feels so much love when I... Like, when I really say that and mean that I do feel like this sense of warmth and love and you're taken care of like you can eat whatever it is you want that's true like that's something that I currently have permission to do from myself like that's something I never ever ever had before in my life I mean probably when I was very small yeah I totally when I was like four or three, <laughs> I felt that, um, and then I think as soon as I got into kindergarten, I just felt fat. I was just the tallest kid. I wasn't fat. I was just bigger than, like, the other people in my class. So that was, uh, that was just how I felt. Anyways, um, I don't think I was like, I just, I just mentally felt like I shouldn't really be eating, anything, <laughs> uh, not anything it just means like I just whatever you you know what I mean and if you don't know what I mean it's it's really okay it's it's not a big deal um but yes like so now I'm kind of tuning into like oh oh yeah like a lot of this is emotional and it's like my mind saying yeah you can have this like container of cookie dough. You can totally have this. Like do you want it though? Like does your body want it? And I'm not shaming for my my body if it does want that. And sometimes my body might want like a bite of it because it's like, oh, this will taste good, but then like more of it will not feel good in my body. Maybe. Um and so yeah, I'm kind of learning how to make the distinction between like it's, it's such, it's such a weird journey. It's, and, and, and like, this is where I'm at in the journey. It's like, I started from a place of like restriction and then we went into a place of permission and now we're going into a place of just living my life and actually listening (laughs) to my body. Like it's, it is, it's, it's cool. It's it's and it's also like there's no wrong way to to do it. It's not like it's a diet. It's just tuning into my body. It's called intuitive eating. And it's if you've never struggled with food before, it's just how you eat. It's just a normal way of eating. Um but for me, it requires a lot of tuning in to my body and to my You know, recognizing what's coming from my mind, what's coming from my emotions and what's coming from my body. And when I say emotions, like also emotional eating is not demonized either. I'm not demonizing emotional eating. Um, A lot of times that's how we cope with things. But it's like important to kind of recognize like foods not going to fill any holes that actually dealing with things are going to fill. But yeah, like emotional eating is also like an important part of life a lot of the times like having a slice of birthday cake at you know your cousin's birthday party that's meaningful it's emotional you're feeling connected and joyful also saying you don't want to have a slice of cake at your cousin's birthday party because you just don't feel like eating cake also meaning also important you're like listening to your body I don't know it there's no wrong way to do it The 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 only wrong way to eat is to not not listen to your body so like all of the answers are contained within you um, and I think that's really powerful I was also reading in this my new favorite book uh, which I now am about to own in two days according to Amazon Prime Women Food and God again we will just name drop the book even though you've already written it down and it'll probably be in the episode title who knows um I uh, she said, you know, a lot of times like we think we want a hot fudge Sunday, but really we want to be the hot fudge Sunday. right? Like we want the sense of fun and playfulness. It's like yeah, it's kind of this like what am I really hungry for? What am I really craving? Because like chances are I really don't want... I don't need an ice cream sandwich at like three o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday. Like I probably, that's not going to make me feel good for the rest of my day. Probably. Um, but maybe I want some spontaneity in my life, you know, like maybe I want to go like do something I don't normally do or like paint a picture. And then this is how, this is great job, Katie. We're tying it into creativity because what I'm trying to say is that where's the hot fudge sundae really? Like There's a hot fudge sundae inside of you that wants to come out if that's what you're craving out there in the world. Or, you know, it's like there's something that is there's something that is just like the thing you're craving actually just wants to come out of you. That's what I think Um, there like or it's like a feeling that you want to have that you can probably have through some other form of connection which i would call creativity i think this is part of the creative process for me this is this is the messy part of the creative process for me is figuring out my entry point into it um cuz i i think for so long i've sort of used um yeah like used these other like I don't know. Just discon- I was disconnected, and I do know. I keep saying I don't know. Catching it. We're not editing. We're not editing this episode. This is going to be raw. Can't wait. Okay, it's time to. It's almost time to wrap it up. It's been. It's fine. Okay. Of course, I'm losing my train of thought, <laughs> as I'm like, we're not editing. You have no choice. Um. But. <laughs> God, now I'm just thinking about how I'm like, no, Katie, you got to edit this part. What are you, what the hell are you talking about? We've lost all of your subscribers. <laughs> You've They're gone. It's okay. Just going to keep the ones who just like me for me. It's great. Um, I think embracing ourselves fully is important. And it's better that I'm just being silly in my closet than if I was trying to make this perfect and make sense it does make sense though. It makes sense to me. <laughs> and that's all I'm trying to, to convey is that, um, is that in my experience, like, okay, here's, here's how, here's how it relates to creativity. I think that when I would make things, I like really wanted them to be right by some external marker. Like even right now, I want this podcast to be right. I want it to sound good. Like I just I don't know. And I also feel kind of ashamed uh, because I don't really listen to podcasts. I do. I've listened to them. I just don't listen to them religiously enough to like have taste when it comes to podcasts. So like I don't even know. I just know that for me it feels like a good art form to use because I'm such a fucking perfectionist oh my God. And I said a bad word and my mom's definitely listening. Cause she's one of like the 10 people subscribed to this. <laughs> it's great. So this is just me telling my mom stuff. That's what I need to just think of it as. Hi mom. I love you. Okay. Um, anyways, <laughs> why did I say fuck? Um, oh yeah. I'm such a fucking perfectionist. That's why I said it, uh, that like probably this should be a blog post. <laughs> Like I could make a blog post out of this, but it's better to just, uh, maybe word vomit it out and get it out and just do it because like, then I can't overthink things. I want to practice not overthinking things. That's what I'm learning. That's the lesson I'm learning in my life right now. It's like how to just do things and not think about them too much. Um, for instance, that's how I'm feeling about, uh, up at this moment. I like two months ago, Came home from a show. It was actually right after I got back from the holidays. This was in January. And I was feeling so good and connected and happy in my life. I was like, life is good. And then I had a stand up show and I was like, life is the worst. And I just felt so anxious. Um, it wasn't, I was just judging myself so hard. I mean, it wasn't the best show. Um it wasn't even the word. It wasn't the worst show either though. It was just a show that somehow didn't go the way I wanted it to. Um and so I was like, "You know what? I'm going to quit stand up. This is creating a lot of anxiety in my life. Like I want wanting to be good at stand up I think is what creates the anxiety." Um because this was like after a few shows and I was like why am i so stressed out why was i feeling so good and now I'm feeling so not good and then I realized like oh it's because I'm doing stand-up and maybe i don't maybe I need to take a break from it maybe I don't really like it um and then as soon as I decided I was like you know what Katie in march you can quit stand-up you can be done doing it forever I don't know why i said march i didn't I don't know why i was, wasn't just like cancel all your shows. Literally no one would care. Um, I was like, yeah, I'll just finish up being a comedian and then I'll be, I'll be done in March. Um, but the crazy thing that happened was I started having so much more fun on stage. I was like, Oh my God, I just had a great show. And all my shows became great shows because I just went on stage and had fun. And I think that that actually, I mean, and by having fun, I just mean, talked about what I wanted to talk about. And I didn't really like worry too much about um, my wording or like having, it's funny. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, it sounds like I went up on stage and like, didn't care about what the audience thought, but it's more like I cared about what the audience thought. I cared about connecting with the audience instead of caring about what they were thinking about me. So instead of going on stage being like, okay, what do I think they want to hear? I'll just be like, oh, what do you want to hear? <laughs> like instead of like trying to figure it out secretly, it was like something that was happening in real time. Um it, it more so, yeah, just like not caring about whether or not I was doing a good job made me do a good job, which is so weird. So then I realized I do like standup, but I only like it when I can be kind of messy with it. And that's what I'm realizing about my life in general is that (laughs) I have more fun, uh, when I don't put as much pressure on myself to be good at things. Um, so, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, that is where we're currently, that's where we're currently at. We're at a, we're in a podcast where I'm not being super articulate, but I'm also telling you that's more fun for me. So you should at least be happy that I'm having a good time. Even if you are like, we're not following a train of thought. That's okay. Cause I feel good. <laughs> um, yeah, my hope is that it'll be something where I can have these conversations with other people too, about the things that, have stopped them from showing up in the past or, and also their windows into showing up. So yeah, like how do we connect to the present moment and just live our lives? Maybe other people don't have a hard time doing this, but I do. I have, I, I constantly need to remember that, um, yeah, like that this, that there's always a way in to right now because it's happening right now there's not a right answer there's not some like perfect meal plan that's going to make my life work out and make it happy and make it good it's like my like just just being in my life and being present in my life is is the precursor to everything else um, also, I think I'm a Buddhist now. I don't know. Uh, I keep saying that this week because I'm reading a book about Buddhism. This is also what I'm doing. In This is what I do in general is like I will read a book and then I'll resonate with it or it will resonate with me. And then I will just make that my Bible for any length of time until I read another thing. And then that becomes my like Bible of life. But if it resonates with me, then it resonates with me. I think I'm just taking the things that I think are true. Um, I'm going to start a cult. If you want st- to, I mean, follow the podcast. If you're into that, <laughs> what if I do start a cult? That would be so crazy. Do you want to join though? You can't answer that. You can just leave it in a, a review maybe or a comment uh, somewhere. Okay. I, <laughs> but I'm reading this book by Pima, um, Chodron. Oh God. I should have looked up her name. She's great. She's a Buddhist. Um, when things fall apart and she talks about how there's always Okay, wait, this is about how there's always a way in. Oh, you know what? I thought that this was about me being a Buddhist, but it's actually not. This was not from this book. (laughs) That's why I'm confused. But I do, it is important to say that that's how I approach life. Pretty much is like, I feel like I am constantly getting new philosophies that I feel deeply connected to. Um, And I don't think there's, so far there's nothing wrong with that. Because I think it's just, yeah. Yeah. I think that the, but I think it's very much in line with like why I want to do this podcast because I'm just so fascinated by, I don't know, things that, that make me come alive and I want to hear everybody's things (laughs) that they, they resonate with. Um, You know? Yeah. I think that anybody's life, core life truths have some, have truth to them, obviously. And so hearing about them, from, from other people. And when I say other people, I mean, authors that I've never met for the most part. Um, but it really inspires me. So this was actually an experience that I had at this thing called embodiment yoga, which I did recently at the oneness center in New York city. I've got to, we're going to wrap it up. We'll end on this note. Um, but she, this woman who, who led the workshop I did was talking about, you know, a lot of times we think that we need to, um, get or do certain things in order to be happy, you know, like, okay, I need to like, um, be able to run a half marathon and I want to get this promotion at work. And then, you know, everything will be good and I'll be happy and I'll have this much bunny, and I'll be able to start a family and I'll be able to do this. And, um, but really first we need to be happy. Like first we need to feel good in our lives right now and then all the other things can come. But nothing's going to nothing is going to happen unless we can find a way to connect to our lives that we're actually living right now and feel a sense of peace and happiness right now. And that's not to shame us if we don't feel happy in a certain moment. That's not what I'm saying like you have to be happy all the time. It's about like when you're not feeling happy or you're not feeling connected like there's a there's a way in. You know, there's there's a way to to tether yourself to this moment that will actually be the key to everything else that you think you want. And I believe that that is true and then and I believe that is what showing up means to me it's it just means being awake right here and realizing that I'm okay and sometimes I'm and a lot of the times I'm happy I feel really happy right now and there's nothing wrong with that it's good Cause I'm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, cool. So this was fun. This was a new thing I tried. I didn't know how this was going to work out, but it felt fun for me to to talk for an hour. Um, and hopefully, if you're still listening, uh, you enjoyed the ride too. And um, thanks for being here. This has been showing up messy. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.